Happy Tuesday, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Rocketeer Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we've been going over one minute of the greatest adventure movie Walt Disney's ever made, the 1991 Joe Johnston-directed feature, The Rocketeer. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Hal Bryan, an airplane nerd from the Experimental Aircraft Association here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And Jim, we're down to the wire, minute 107. And how exciting is it to welcome back somebody who actually worked on the picture, our good friend Amy Young from ILM. Amy, welcome back. Hey, how are you? Good to be back. It's Thanks for coming back. It, it was it was a gr- we had a great time last week when you were on, and uh, and now we're back for more. Even though we're just we're looking at a bunch of names, but I know I these know. names probably have more meaning to you because you've worked with a lot of them that are that are up there. Yeah, I look at these names and I see friends and I see family, you know, and I see just the experiences we've had together. It's great. Yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah, this minute starts right there with special visual effects by Industrial Light and Magic, which I still think is one of the best names for a company I, I think ever. I think that is just a it, was just a watershed moment in in uh, branding or company naming. And one of the best logos too. I mean, their their logo oh, is yeah. it, it, their logo looks like it should be on the side of a Sopwith camel. Their logo <laughs> and the logo is um, a guy who worked there for many years. His name is John Berg, and that's actually him. Oh, <laughs> is it really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, there have been different people through the years who have come dressed up as uh, that logo for <laughs> Halloween parties. You know, I mean, like company Halloween parties. Yeah. Oh, that's um, really funny. And the other, um, well, you know, the cog is like for the film cog, but um, yeah. they also used to be, the, the company used to be called Kerner Optical or the Kerner Company. There are different, uh, you know, before and after that they used that because the uh, place where ILM was up here in San Francisco um was on a street called Kerner Boulevard, and it used to be an optical company that was there in the place, so they just kept it on the door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, pretty pretty uh, penny-saving. Yeah, well, it was a way to hide, you know. It was a way to hide from the public because it's in yeah. an industrial area, yeah. Um, I-, I met... Uh... I met some of the uh, uh, the showrunners for The Simpsons once in uh, Santa Monica, and uh, where they were doing the production for a new show that they were doing called uh, Mission Hill. It was another animated feature. They were so worried about people showing up and you know trying to swipe their animation cells and stuff like that. There was absolutely no signage on the door. I mean, it looks like the place was closed. <laughs> and if memory serves, the front office where the reception desk was. They left that empty with like loose papers laying around, so that it looked like the place had been abandoned, and and they, basically wow. the whole company came through the back door. Wow! And uh, it was clever because it took me about a half an hour just to find the place, and you know, thinking is this is this the right place? So anyway, it, it turned out okay because I, I got the uh, the interview with them. Eventually. Wow! Ah, wow. Um, so here we. Uh, I, I always wondered where how industrial light and magic. I mean, I guess they get. Uh, approached by, would the director approach them or would the producers approach them? How would they, uh, do you know anything about how they start off a process of, by the way, we need you on this film? Um, My understanding and generalities here are um, that I I don't know if it's the director or the producer, but basically the 
uh, whoever is producing it, um, the company like let's say Paramount, um, will come to ILM and, and they might go to other effects companies, which there didn't used to be as many, <laughs> but now there's a ton and um, you have to bid for a contract basically. They'll say we have uh, 60 shots and um, we'd like to, you know, give us a pitch how you're going to do them and how much it's going to cost. Mainly it's about money. How much is it going to cost? And they might go with that or they might negotiate for them to have fewer shots um, and have another company do the other uh, scenes. So that's, right. that's how that happens. Oh. Would uh, would somebody pitch it like like Ken Ralston? Would he pitch it, or would Ed Hirsch do that because he was the project manager? Um, I'm not sure who does the pitching, but I can't I can't see Ed Hirsch doing it. Ed Hirsch is more project manager. I'm not really sure what else that job title should entail, but he was mainly our stage manager. And that's how he was the project manager. He, um, and in fact, he's listed as stage manager on some of his stuff. And he started out as a union, as a stagehand, oh. a technician. And Ed's been around a long time, you know, since the beginning, nearly the beginning, um, original Raiders and all that stuff. Um, but somebody like Ken would do it. For sure, and and probably also the executive, maybe in this case during that time, Rocketeer it was Jim Morris. So, so somebody, you know, they might they be, might go together. Yeah. I, I I really don't know. It makes sense that the visual effects supervisor would definitely be involved in that because he can describe the vision of what 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 it's going to take. He he does all the hand waving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's the visual effects producer as well. But I I don't know that they would be involved on the front end of getting it yeah and in some in something especially with a joe johnson picture i would think that joe would probably pick up the phone and say hey ken can you do me a solid what do you what can you do for me with this exactly i mean that that that's very true so because joe was in house you know he was yeah. <laughs> born and bred at ilm <laughs> um <Right>. so, <laughs> that that would be true it's just kind of a natural well of course we're going to do it at ilm but but then as people, directors through the years had worked with ILM, they always want to go back. You know? So there's that yeah. too. Yeah. But I'm sure that production companies uh, sometimes would kind of argue that just because of the money involved. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, Amy, I, I noticed looking through the credits here that uh, Ken Ralston is credited as, as visual effects supervisor, mm -hmm. but then he's also one of two second unit directors is that common or is that in a case like this where so much of the second unit action was effects related that uh it just sort of fell into that role uh yes to both okay. that's that's probably why because uh for instance i think i sent you guys um a photo of the top and the tail section on yeah. set yeah. and we were filming some smoke going across across the top and things like that and Ken is in that picture and um, yeah it just happens naturally it's I, I never really even thought about who's directing you know I mean or who's doing what but Ken w would be there and and you know he's calling the shots and if Joe is there they're doing it together it's, although it's Joe's ultimately yeah 
So that's why that happens. Now, would Joe have been around uh, watching some of the effect shots that you were doing or any of the pyrotechnics? Was he He, around for that? Yeah, he was. He was around for a lot of it. But I honestly can't tell you exactly. My memory fades on which one. I mean, if he was there for, like, there were shots that we did on the main stage where there were just pieces of the zeppelin that uh were that we'd set on fire and then we'd uh film that and i remember him coming in and consulting about that it's i'm a little vague on the memory but he's been there he you know he'd be there for some things or he'd uh if he had to go he would check everything out and say what he wanted and go but he he was pretty hands-on from my recollection the role of a producer at ILM versus the role at Disney. Uh, she would Patricia Blau was the uh, uh, producer yes. at ILM for for this part. She was kind of the the money lady. She'd be following, making sure that you're all in budget. And yes, she's the one Patty that shakes her fist at Ken and says, "Knock that off." Yes, <laughs> Patty Blau. She's one of my good friends. Actually, she I have so much respect and admiration for her. She started as a receptionist at ILM. Um, back, uh, you know, like early, early days. And then she started working as a production coordinator. So, yeah. So, for instance, she'd be the one to say, um, well, Disney, we think that you should uh, buy, uh, that, that you should pay to have a second blimp built yeah, okay. just in case something happens. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. That, yeah, so she, she did. And did they listen? No. No. <laughs> we know how that turned out. <laughs> yeah. So she, uh, that's what the visual effects producer does. Sure. It she, just she's the one that the, makes the call. And yeah, and it watches the budget. Right. It watches yeah. our budget. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, wow. It's just, it, it's, uh, I'm sure, and of the people that get listed in the credits, there are probably dozens behind them that don't get a line. Well, like me. Uh, yeah. Like you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people. And it's changed over the years. I mean, you know, a long time ago, films, nobody got credited. Just the director and, the, you know, just a few people. Um, yeah. We're talking in black and white films. Um, yeah, and then and now during John, this John Williams time, now has to write a... John Williams has to write an extra couple of stanzas at the end of the theme. Just right. like... That, uh, yeah, I know. By the time you get to now, and everything. Everybody. And out of respect, I've always sat there until you watch the bug at the end, you know, and you see it's the end of the film, the union bug and, the, and all that. But... Um, you know, it's funny. I've always done the same thing, even before the sort of modern era of after credit scenes and everything becoming, you know, de rigueur. I've just always felt like, you know what, I... I'd love to meet any of these people and shake their hand and say thank you. Yeah. If I like I mean, the movie I, enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, out of respect. But, yeah, no, everybody's getting credit now, even production babies. You <laughs> right, know, right. there's people, because some of the, especially the animated films, they take such a long time to make that babies are born, during, you know, during yeah. the production. Uh, but there's usually they just, for instance, uh, down the line where they have, um, look, I printed this out, where they have the chief model makers. That's it. They're the chief model makers. And where they have the key stage technicians, those are the key stage technicians in charge of each department. And there's a bunch of people who worked underneath them, So, which I was Yeah, I can't, I can't believe that they did the whole movie with two PAs. That doesn't sound no. right. <laughs> no, no. And one of those, was he a PA on this? Uh, yeah, David James. 
he was a really good friend. We had a lot of fun together. Big Star Trek fan too. He he wrote the film G Force. Do you remember that? Oh. With the gerbils uh, I, and the <laughs> Yeah, it's been, it was a while ago. He, so he he went into he did really well at ILM and he got into uh producing. So he does mostly visual effects producing, but he it was funny. I didn't know that for the longest time and then I saw it and I said, wait a minute, David James wrote that? Is that my David James? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, we have multi-talented people. Well, uh, when back when I was doing my uh, my TV dad's website, I would go on, on a lot of different sets on TV shows. They usually hire, the, like, the production assistants are usually unceasingly nice, and they're, they're always very, very pleasant and very... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a word. They're just very welcoming. They're very always, yeah. always you know, making sure that everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. And my son at the time was, oh gosh, he must have been like a freshman in high school. And he'd go with me on a couple of these set visits. And he <laughs> he always would want to go over because the the the, uh, the PAs were always very nice to him while I was doing an interview. And they're like, can we get you anything? Would you like to go to the craft service table and get something? And he's... <laughs> He said to me, he goes, I want to be a PA when I grow up. I said, well, you, you got to understand you're going to deal with a lot of people who are in a very bad mood. So you have to be that nice yeah. to, to do these things. So it's a it's a tough job. I mean, it's an interesting job, but it's, it is a difficult job. Oh, I've uh, been a PA. Set. Yeah, it is. It's ah. a lot of you're running around like crazy, especially if you're working for a really bad company. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. But it, yeah, it's, it's always it's always fascinating seeing these things. We um I I forgot there'd be so many rotoscopers on this, but uh, it, back in the day, it was a mechanical operation rather than something you could do with a computer or let the right. you know, generate. I mean, they're still so. rotoscoping, but by definition, but it's done on computer. Back then, it was literally animation put onto the film. Um, yeah. So uh, that's like oh, last time we talked. Um, I was saying that. Uh, scene where timothy dalton is flying and his, the backpack blows up that's animated that's rotoscoping you know yeah. so yeah and a lot yeah, there's I mean, a lot of it yeah yeah um nowadays there's so you know, there's so many automated things i i use adobe after effects all the time and the rotoscoping on that is you just draw a thick green line and then let the computer figure out where all the edges are for the next you know 10 yeah. seconds or so and it's uh it's a whole different world nowadays but still you know there's there's people that know how to do this by hand and it's it's great that they're still yeah and that's why i think it's really i i think film history wise i mean i know there's film history classes but um i i think just as much as we educate in other areas people film education people should know this film wasn't made with computers or whatever whatever you're watching you know that's older you have to tell them and explain it to them this was done by hand you know yeah no, a, a lot of people still think that, you know, films are made by having somebody point the camera at actors while the actors say their lines and the movie just happens. And it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's the exact opposite of it. Yeah. It's a two-hour movie. It took two hours to shoot. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing could be further from the truth. Oh, it's wow. painstaking. That's why you have to enjoy the people you work with or it can be a real, real drag because it's long hours. It's very hard work. Very hard. 
but fun if you have the right crowd. As as you're looking over all these names, and we've talked about a, a couple of these people, you, can you pick a name at random and just tell us something unusual about them while they were working? Okay, let's see. I'll just use my finger <laughs> <Okay>. and uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, what do I want to s- I say, okay, well, uh, I'll, do, I'll do this for a few. Okay, going down the list. Uh, okay, Tim Eaton. His wife wound up teaching my kids. <laughs> <laughs> really? There we go. Yeah. Well, there's he, a crazy he, small world. He's, yeah, small world. It was like years later and, you know, Miss Eaton and like, oh, yeah, I used to work there. Yeah, my husband Tim works. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, uh, Tom Bertino. Tom Bertino um, was a good friend. We were there. He loves... Uh, so he's he's an expert in animation, and he loves all the old old cartoons, um, like you know, nineteen thirties. Oh yeah, like really stuff, car- kinda, yeah. yeah, he loves the old cartoons. Yeah. As a rotoscope supervisor, he's credited here. You, you pretty much have to love the old Fleischer <laughs> stuff. Yeah, cannons. yeah, and he. I remember, and I still have today. I have. He gave me two or three of those old plastic. Um, toys they were i told him that i liked goofy uh out of the disney characters and so he gave me some of those and i still have them around but he he now um he's the director of animation um i think graduate department at the academy of art in san francisco that's what he does now um he worked on Roger Rabbit, Mask, you know, stuff with animation. It was yeah. really fun. Uh, Roger Rabbit. There's another yeah. podcast I could do minute by minute, Jim. <laughs> I'll, 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 listen to you. I'll, I'll listen to you now. <laughs> you'll, you'll listen to it? Okay. There's a lot there. Now, let's see. Steve Golly. Now, Steve Golly's the man. He was uh, he was the um, supervising model maker as listed here. Um, so he looked over everything and then got his got his hands dirty on some of the stuff um steve golly uh is one of the original employees from van nuys days when they started star wars in fact he and joe johnson were um they were college mates and friends and uh that's how they got started they uh, joe would draw the designs and uh for the ships they'd make them and paint them um so steve has been around that long he's really uh, incredibly talented person his he if i'm recalling correctly he he really likes trains he's good with trains and cars he had his hands in on uh, making the um i mean he supervised uh, making the train for Back to Future 3. Um, he and another um, model maker who was also on this list, Ira Keeler, uh, made the DeLorean car for the Back to the Future. Um, and what else was I going to say about Steve? Uh, Star um, Tours. You know, of... He did Star Tours, from what I'm reading here, for, for Disney. Oh, did he? Yeah, he I was the voice of Red that. Leader at Star Tours. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. That's fun. <laughs> fun I mean, he did a lot of... He did a lot of Ra- uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark models. He created the the ghosts that are at the end oh. that you see coming out. Um, those were actually models. Yeah. He did the Death Star. He, he worked on blowing up the Enterprise with you, didn't he? With uh, um, 
see, well, or, search for oh, Spock. Search for I didn't no. do that one. I, I did the the generations. Right. Oh, generations. That okay, blow yeah. up. Yeah, that one. Um. So yeah, he did he did that, and I mean he he had his hands in everything. So for Rocketeer, yeah, he was supervising all of it. Uh, but the Zeppelin was the big thing, and pretty much everybody worked on that. He and he worked with you on Backdraft. Yeah. I don't remember, you know, I don't remember the models on that. I remember being on top of the roof of the main stage and filming some stuff, but I don't remember a lot else. I don't, I don't know why, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, Steve, Steve is, is a giant, literally. He's very tall. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he's just... Remarkable and a very nice person, really nice. Um, oh, and he made the jet pack for the um, the puppet. Oh, really? Oh, the maquette, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and if you, uh, if you don't mind my skipping through some of these names, no, I could fine. jump over to Richard Miller, uh, who I actually talked to today. I keep in touch with Richard. Um, Richard was a model maker who came to ILM for Return of the Jedi specifically to create Princess Leia's slave costume. Wow! Really? Yes, because wow, he, he's the he's the Howard Hughes of, of his day. A lot yeah. of uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, pubescent uh, men in the younger eighties, yeah. isn't he? Jeez. Yeah. So he was he was teaching at the local community college. And another um, chief model maker, supervisor, uh, person by the name of Lauren Peterson um, knew him. I don't know if he was taking his class or, or what he was doing, but he was teaching a sculpting class. And he was invited to, to come do that. Um, and I, I can see why now that, that it's designed that way. I've seen some of his personal artwork, his bronze statues, and they have a lot of this like sweeping um, you know, like vines yep. wrapped around them. Anyway, um, but Richard, so Richard did a lot for the Rocketeer. I mean, he, he's done a lot everywhere. He created a lot of the animals for Jumanji. He <laughs> did the whales for Star Trek IV. He, that, he actually says that was his favorite that he did. Um, so he worked on the Zeppelin too. Like I said, everybody did. But um, he did the 18-inch uh, Rocketeer puppet. Um, and he also made the, uh, um, what's his name? Who was the clown? Oh, uh, Malcolm. Malcolm. Yeah. So he created that. Um, and he also created the, um, um, the Charles Lindbergh thing. Oh, lucky. Lindy. And, oh, the statue. Yeah. So there was a, there was just like a, I don't know, a pallet of dirt or something. And this thing was going to get dragged across it, you know, just because we see him put the pack on it, but then, you know, it takes off, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and it crashes. Um, he worked on the glass ceiling that was in the oh, South yeah, Seas Club. Oh, yeah, South Seas Club, okay. That was kind of weird. We were talking about that, and uh, he got into talking about the ice sculpture, too, which nobody here made. So... He, w one of the things that he explained to me a couple of times is that a lot of the stuff was already made in L.A. Um, and so, for instance, the helmet. The helmet was made by somebody else. 
Right. That was our our Friday guest, uh, uh, Jim, was on, and he had talked about yeah. uh, building that with, um, I've forgotten the name of his company. It's, uh, I can't remember the name. Yeah, they had they had designed the helmet and a couple of other things, uh, the the, uh, the rocket pack, the X3. Yeah. I and, mean, but we had, they had to re- make more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, they weren't a, they weren't a union shop, so they turned it over to ILM. And then that that's where Disney was, was dealing with right. that. Right. And then Richard took, I mean, so he created some more helmets as needed, um, but also from that created the miniature helmets for the puppet. And, um, you know, so uh, <laughs> he did a lot wow. there. But the glass, oh, but we were talking about the glass ceiling because we were both trying to remember exactly how it was done. There was painting, there was animation. It was partly animated. I talked to another person who's on this list, Loring Doyle. Um, he was an animator. And um, it, there was there were some shots of it breaking where we just basically had a pane of glass, you know, that yeah. we would break. Um, and I don't recall if any of it was painted um, or if they just tried to put those shots together. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it looks like an overlay, like they had just uh, dissolved into it. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> Richard brought up the, the snail ice sculpture. <laughs> he said, he said in his experience, he learned, he noticed, even though this isn't something that ILM did, he noticed that there were lines on the snail ice sculpture where it had been joined together in chunks and I was like well yeah I think that's how it's done and he said no you learn he's learned how to do it so you get no lines and so you get no bubbles you make a mold and you uh, while it's setting you keep the water flowing and uh, with you know a tube and and then it sets up and it's all one piece <laughs> So he's he's been watching it a minute at a time too. <laughs> I know, <laughs> For really. Reasons. Yeah, you know when you talk to him and when you talk to uh, any of these people that you've worked with, um, I know at least once or twice you've mentioned that you're doing this this podcast. What's ever, what are people's reactions? Well, he, first I was like, okay, I hope I'm saying the right thing. I, ha- I do. I want to tell people I'm doing this. I hope I'm remembering everything <laughs> right. You know, so it's a little bit of like oh, cautious. No, one one of my friends, for instance, uh, who worked there, was just like, "No, you're 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 being honest and true, and telling it how you remember it, and you got some good stories, and and sure, it's fine. Have fun with it, you know, as long as I'm not dissing anybody, right, yeah, or telling sure. any deep dark yeah. secrets." <laughs> so I I may be getting a couple of things wrong, but it's, it is how I remember things. So well, it's more than twenty five years ago. I, yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not sure what I was doing 25 minutes ago, <laughs> just when we started recording. Yeah, it's uh, just the only thing we, we want to make sure is we're not upsetting anybody at ILM. And they'll talk to us in the future. No, right? I don't think so. I mean, I, I did ask a couple of people. I said, what do you think if I do this? And, you know, like, for instance, I asked about the blimp story. I said, is it okay if I tell that story? I think pe- most people know it. And they said, yeah, and it's old news by now. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, and there's there's different people at the helm at all the different companies. So I don't think anybody's around to care. It's uh... Yeah, yeah. Some people have moved on. I mean, Ken Ralston is um, with uh, Sony Imageworks, I think, now. Yeah. 
um, Jim Morris, who was our executive, uh, he was the president for, uh, of ILM from uh, 1994 to well, like 10 years, yeah, and to early 2000s, and he's at Pixar now. So. Yeah, it's it's all a big a big shuffle, but they're all doing mm-hmm. the same thing, and they they all sound like they're still doing things that they love. This is yeah. definitely a, a labor of love. Yes, involved. Definitely. Wow. Let me see other lists. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I know I had sent a couple of questions for you for Ken, but I'm sure that Ken hasn't had a chance. To no, I haven't had a chance to get in touch with them. The it, for having, yeah. It's fine. Well, we can, uh, if if not here, we can post it in another medium like uh, like Twitter or, or our Facebook sites. But we'll uh, we'll do that. Yeah, I mean, I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like like I've like I've been saying all this past week, uh, minute one oh nine, which is coming up the day after tomorrow, will not probably be our final episode. So we will probably have infrequent updates. I keep um, saying you should do you should do uh, the Rocketeer minute revisited. <laughs> yeah. The next generation. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. And and so. we and and you've talked about it on so many episodes. You've talked about having a reunion. That I am insistent that you have a reunion. That we yeah. do something. Yeah, got we've to gotta get gotta get all these people together. I mean, it's it, we've 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 had a hundred and nine nine chances to try. So we're right. We'll, try. well, we've got the thirtieth anniversary of the film coming up before too much longer. Yeah, I know. But if everybody uh, takes their vitamins and exercises properly. Um, avoid right. in between meal snacks and all that. We can uh, go right. for the best. And uh, but yeah, that would be, that would be great to have everybody together at maybe the Al Capitan or or up. Or at, how about at Bigelow's? How about down there at yeah, Santa Maria? Yeah, Santa Maria. Yeah. I, I don't think they'd mind. <laughs> and uh, I think Hal knows enough people in the uh, air show business that we might be able to talk talk some folks that flew some airplanes back. We'll yeah, we could get a lot of uh, get a lot of great people together. That would be yeah, fun. I, I if we had a few bucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Kickstarter. Are you kidding? There's so many people who love this film. I'd fund it in a minute. And, and your buddy Mike can bring in any props that we need. He, right? <laughs> you could probably redo the whole movie. <laughs> yes, the Mike Bruno <laughs> traveling show. <laughs> yeah. Yes, get that bucket of oranges out there. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, keep for for people that are you know joined joined with us on uh, on all the different social media. Please keep in touch and stay subscribed to our iTunes. We we may have some. We, we will have some in the future. I'm sure. Don't know when, but uh, just keep checking your iTunes uh, app, and uh, every once in a while you might see a new uh, episode show up. Yeah. In the one in the one ten series. <laughs> so, uh, one ten well, series. Post production. Post-production work, go. yeah, that's exactly. right. The after-credit yeah. special. After-credit scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's the uh, excitement in the air, the TV special, which if we could get a really good copy of that, boy, yeah. that, would be a, that would be a fun one to go through. Yeah. Even, just do a, even if it was a single episode, to just go through the whole thing. Yeah, Unfortunately, that, what's out there is so, uh, so blurry and so muddy. That would not be a bad one to do live somewhere with, uh, with a certain uh, finhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Like a rap party. Um, 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's <laughs> it. We need a rap party yeah. for this Rocketeer Minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll work we'll work on this. You you may be our social coordinator here. Andy. Okay. Um, but for, for people who want to keep in touch, we are always available on all the usual uh, social media. You can find us, of course, on Twitter, uh, Rocketeer Minute. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rocketeer Minute. I'm, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but you can go and subscribe. Keep subscribed at iTunes or Google Play. Type in Rocketeer Minute and uh, hit subscribe, and you will, you will keep in touch with us. Visit us always at the big site, RocketeerMinute.com, where we'll have updates and maybe something about that sequel that we keep getting promised. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, so join us here tomorrow and the next day for the final two uh, regular episodes of the Rocketeer Minute. So until next time, over and out. Go get him, kid. <laughs>